0: What's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network? By keeping up with us on Twitter, you can find us at Voice America TRN. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaVariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live internet talk radio.
1: Family caregivers don't have to be alone in their experiences. You will hear from experts and other caregivers facing the same issues that you may be facing. Now, here is your host, Dr. Gordon Atherley.
2: Welcome to Family Caregivers Unite. This is Dr. Gordon Atherley, your host. I'm a physician trained in Britain, living in Canada, and who's worked in the U.S. Since retiring from medical practice, I've become an activist for family caregiving, which explains the name of the show. Family Caregivers Unite with the exclamation point. Now our topic today is information technology for family caregivers. Now some of the things that I've heard on the shows suggest that there is a need, an important need for information technology to help family caregivers in providing care for their family members. And here are the kinds of circumstances. I've heard many family caregivers say they want to get information that they need for their family caregiving. They need to be able to communicate with others who are sharing the same experience. Um, They want to communicate with families at a distance, and the distance can sometimes be on the other side of the world. They need help in handling, handling emergencies, and they need... Be able, they want to be able to do their best for their family member and also to ensure that their families can manage all their responsibilities. Now, to discuss these things and more, my guest today is my colleague Terry De Silva. Now, Terry is an entrepreneur, electronic engineer, inventor, and businessman. He holds a master's degree in electrical and electronic engineering. In 1984, he founded Turtek Enterprises Incorporated, which was to realize and market his ideas, inventions, and innovations, and to hold the patents for some of his inventions. Turtek has as its mission engineering our tomorrows, and Turtek has established itself as a design house with that mission with an international reputation. Its electronic products can be found in countries ranging from North America to China and Europe. In its local community, which is in a part of Canada, TERTEC works with local high schools, colleges, and universities to introduce students to topics such as electronics, robotics, computer engineering, databases, and artificial intelligence. Now, me which you're going to hear about, is Tertec's latest invention, which has the revolutionary potential to impact society by improving the quality of life for seniors, people with handicaps, and their family caregivers, and to provide a platform for active aging. Terry, welcome to the show.
3: Thank you, Gordon. It's a pleasure to be here, and I must congratulate you. This is your 64th session, is it not? Yes, it is. So, wow, what a record.
2: I'm, well, I'm still learning.
3: <laughs> and that is the secret of being remaining young, always learning.
2: I guess, yeah. Now, you're the guest, so I'm going to put you on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> now, first of all, Terry, please, would you tell us more about your background, your experience in information technology, and about the work your company does?
3: Well, thank you. Uh, you've already given a a wonderful uh, explanation about what we do. Uh, you said one word, being a passionate engineer, and, and that is the reason why, uh, why I started Terratech. It, it is because I'm a passionate engineer and because I wanted to, to create products. Uh, I'd always had ideas, and I wanted to bring them to fruition. Painters use paintbrushes and, and palettes of, of colors and canvases. And I use electronics, software, uh, information technology to, do, to create our works of art. And uh, Whereas paintings hang, hang on walls and, and bring pleasure to people, the, uh, the systems that we build uh, provide services to, to others, and it gives me no greater thrill than, than to see somebody without uh, somebody who is using our system without even knowing who made it and, and what uh, what, com- what it's comprised of. So uh, that is, is why uh, I took up engineering, because it gives me the chance to create. And uh, over the years, we have created so many different uh, systems from communication networks to databases to... Uh, we were even nominated for an Oscar for technical excellence, uh, and we were nominated by the National Film Board of Canada for a system that we designed for, for them. So overall, that has been a, such a rewarding uh, line of work, and I encourage uh, listeners who, who are thinking about going in, into electronics please to go ahead because they can change the world.
2: Right. Now, that's a very interesting background and a very important background. But I want to ask you something also about your background but that's quite different. Tell us about your own experience and your own family family's experience with health related challenges and tell us also about the role of family caregiving in your life and that of your extended family. Terry, please.
3: Thank you. Thanks for asking the question, Gordon. Well, uh, we were merrily going along our, our way, uh, you know, running a company, uh, uh, doing studies, ha- helping our, our children grow. And when uh, the first storm, first major storm hit our lives, our son, uh, uh, who was uh, then about six years old, uh, suffered from, uh, was diagnosed with leukemia. As a matter of fact, he was diagnosed twice with leukemia, one after, after another. And he had already had some special needs. When he, when he uh, the the second time he re, he received uh, chemotherapy, uh, the chemotherapy, what it did was it it created another set of problems. Uh, Methotrexate induced leukoencephalopathy, uh, and you would know the proper term for it, Gordon, uh, which in short means severe brain damage. And uh, what that meant is, is suddenly we were thrown in, into a turmoil because we became a, a caregiver more than in, in the family sense of, of a caregiver. We became family caregivers with, with special needs and with uh, severe medical life-threatening problems. And, and that was one part of it. The second part of, about, about it was at the same time my father-in-law uh, I mean, his wife died, and he became our moral responsibility and, and We had to to take care of of him as as well and Part of his problem was that he was rapidly losing his eyesight, so uh, we were hit on from two fronts, and we learned about family caregiving from the ground up. Okay, we thus we un- understand the issues of of family caregiving and the problems and the burdens and the joys of, of uh, being a caregiver. So all told, we were thrown in, into a perfect storm and we had to paddle like crazy, trying to make sense of it all and looking for, for uh, straws to help ourselves. And being an engineer, I look for technological tools to, to help us through the chaos that was our life. To bring a balance into it, to look after a, a, the rest of the family, to look a- after my, my father-in-law, to look after my son, uh, to meet the myriad needs that, that look this, all this looking after uh, entailed, and at the same time, um, looking after a business, an ongoing business, looking after the, the educational needs of my, my son, my sons, and the rest, of, and keeping the uh, whole family together.
2: What you're describing, in its own way, Terry, is unique, but on the other hand, it's not. And what I mean by that is that I've heard, and so have you for that matter, so many stories of accounts of things like, experiences like yours, that I can almost generalize and say that everything you've said can be put back into a sort of general problem that family caregivers face. You know, they're hit by things that they'd received no training for, they weren't expecting. Um, Then there's the complex life to be managed as well as going on and earning their livings, running their businesses, going to work, and all that kind of thing. So what you've said, what you've described, resonates very strongly with the things I've heard over the last 60-some episodes of this. Now, we're going to be going into a break very soon, but I'd just like to come back to you with a kind of extended question. What was it that first gave you the idea that information technology might be able to help you in some way?
3: Well, uh, there are two parts to it. The the first part of, of it was just understanding the terminology. The doctors were, were throwing uh, words at, at us that uh, me, being a, a simple engineer, did not understand, you know, methotrexate, uh, uh, leukemia, you know, words that, that sent shivers th- through me. So uh, their technology in the form of the Internet c- came to the rescue, and, and so we were able to educate ourselves in simple terms. The second, which which was quite significant, was the fact that I had a, a palm and I, and I jokingly refer to myself as a cyborg. A cyborg is by definition, Wikipedia says, it is half machine, half human. The, the human part being me and, the, and my palm, which is a, like a cell phone, uh, having a, a scheduler and, and a email system and a telephone all built into one, was where my schedules and, and all resided on, on which I was very, very dependent. They helped me. Through, uh, through the transition of until uh, till I got to a point where, where I could manage my life better. So does that answer your question to yes, a certain degree? It,
2: yes, it does. So in other words, you started with something you already got, began to use it, is this right? And then you began, and we're going to be talking about this later on, to say, okay, how can I make this meet my needs better and therefore meet the needs of other people better? Is that right? That is correct, Gordon. Okay, because I want to just say back to you that um, this, this notion, not it's not a notion, this idea, this concept that people face these situations and then start to think about their needs and then transpose their needs into solutions which they share with others, that's very much the spirit of family caregiving that I've been hearing A awful lot about, and which I think we should all hear much more about, because I think it's fundamental in many ways, not least of which, is the way it supports, even subsidizes the healthcare system. Now, I'm going to, um, it's time now for us to take the break, so um, I'm going to say we will take the short break. This is Dr. Gordon Atherley. My guest is Terry DeSilva. You're listening to Family Caregivers Unite on the Voice America Variety Channel. Please stay stay with us because we're going to be back.
4: Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com views, different topics, questions, answers, answers, news, and advice. You'll want to check out Ecoman and the Skeptic live from Philadelphia University. Every week, join hosts Rob Fleming and Chris Pastor as they tackle a different topic on sustainability. You'll hear all sides of the issue supported by guests who provide valuable insights. Get ready to be engaged, educated, and entertained when you tune into Ecoman and the Skeptic. Broadcast live every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Green Talk VoiceAmerica.com
1: Help, you, know I need someone. you are listening to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. If you have any questions or comments about our program, please address them by email to G at mymonami.com. That's doc, letter G, at M-Y-M-O-N-A-M-I dot com. Now, back to Family Caregivers Unite.
2: Welcome back to our listeners to Family Caregivers Unite and our guest, Terry Silva. Our topic is information technology for family caregivers. Uh, Now let's talk about the challenges of family caregiving your family faced and the technology solutions you've actually developed. Um, So, first of all, big question now, how did your own family experience shape your ideas about the value of information technology in family caregiving?
3: That's a very good question, Gordon. Uh, because of, of the multitude of, of problems that were thrown at us, uh, especially in terms of scheduling, and spe- uh, you know, uh, scheduling in terms of delivering medicine, scheduling in terms of taking people for appointments, scheduling in, in, in terms of running our own harried lives, and uh, also because uh, because of, of the various need for, for information uh, in being able to master the, the problems and live, uh, and live balanced life, uh, we looked for, for solutions. We looked for sol- solutions everywhere where possible. And, of course, family and, and friends rallied and, and supported us in, in the best way possible. But at the end of the day, they all have to go home, and, and we were left uh, alone with, with our problems. And we couldn't expect anything more. Therefore, we needed uh, we needed somebody to assist us, and and uh, we looked for for solutions, could not find any. And being an engineer and, and having my own, own company, I had the latitude of of designing a, a system that that acts like an electronic companion, not only to the people being cared for, but also to the family caregiver. And lo and behold, as as we started talking to Family and friends about it they gave, uh, gave us not only ideas but also requirements and suddenly, the and, uh, uh, government and, and uh, universities, etc., got excited about it and which led us to, to apply for patents and, and so we created an electronic caregiver which, which is called Monami, and Monami in, in uh, French means my friend," and anybody who has seen Casablanca, uh, the movie will know Monami um so my my point here being is that we needed uh, a system that uh that we could use in the home and we could use with with my father-in-law that kept him motivated reminded him of all the things that he had to do during the day reminded him to take medicines reminded him when to eat uh, uh, because he was going blind he didn't he didn't even know what what day of the week it, uh, it was it, it told him what the what the time was what the date was uh, what the weather was so he didn't go outside uh, in a snowstorm with, without uh, without proper uh, clothing so all of those things evolved from a simple requirement from a palm based system to a layered evolved system that now forms the monomy, which is is now available to help other family caregivers and it, we did not do this out, out, of, out of a need to make money. Or, uh, we did this specifically to help family caregivers and people uh, in their care.
2: Right. Now, let's stay with the challenges that you and your family face in family caregiving. What would you, what are the three most difficult of those challenges? And what made them so challenging three, the three most the three biggest challenges that you faced the three
3: biggest challenges the first one was complex scheduling and, and of both medicine delivery uh, appointments um, keeping the the second challenge was, was keeping the person uh, who, who we were looking after uh, stimulated and, and, and for them to lead balanced active lives um, my father in- law was uh, uh, past 90 and he didn't uh, remember uh, uh, about when to take his medicines and he lived far away from, from us so distance was, was the next challenge and so we needed a way to to uh, communicate with, with him but also have an autonomous system uh, a system that was self-standing that would remind him to do things he couldn't read a screen so the, you know using a computer or a laptop was out of the question so we had to develop special technology that would talk to him and would talk to him in a pleasing voice because he was losing his hearing as well, so we couldn't have uh, a computer jabbering at him at at all times. What what we needed was a system that talked to him in a friendly tone that reminded him to do various things, at the same time stimulated him because he was no longer able to self-start. As a caregiver, the the Monami system used to, to send us reports that that you know, dad is doing fine. It it also had an uh, an alert feature that that if he needed help, he could press uh, press one one button, a uh, very large button, and and it would call us, and then, then we'd be able to communicate with him. Because of his failing, I I cited that telephones were, were not really suitable for him anymore. To keep him occupied, we had talking books built into it, into Monami, and and we had music and all of his favorite music. He was an Englishman and, and so loved uh, you know, a special t- uh, set of, of songs uh, from the war. And all of those things we, we were able to personalize for him. And uh, the third uh, challenge was, was being, being able to lead a balanced life our, ourselves and, and to combine the, our caregiving needs with the needs of, of the uh, people who, who were dependent upon our care. Right.
2: Now, you've, to some extent, answered already the question that I'm going to ask you next, but I'm still going to ask it you. See, I I want to know how you express these experiences that you've been through with family caregiving in the information technology products and services that you offer. But I'm going to take you a step further than that. Um, This is your family that this technology served, and I I believe I'm right in saying it served very well. How would the technology adapt then to serve other family caregivers whose family needs are very much as challenging as the ones you've experienced, but nevertheless are different? So in other words, how customizable is your technology?
3: Uh, Therein lies the secret, Gordon. You you really uh, hit the nail on the head. Uh, when, when we uh, developed Monami originally for ourselves, we had uh, received input from various sources from other caregivers from when, when we went to to the hospitals we, we talked to, to other caregivers there uh, and other patients and, and we got to see the trend. We also got to see that all caregivers have have as you rightly said earlier, a similar set of problems you know they vary in in, in tiny shapes it 's a different shape, but at the end of the day. They are the other same set of problems, and one of the uh, things that we recognised uh, from the get-go was there are no two people alike. So what we had to do was to make uh, the system eminently tailorable, and tailorable not from not by an expert with a computer science degree, but with with uh, by normal people. So what what we did is we developed a system with touch screens or touch pads, which allow the 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 system to ask simple questions and, and, and have the, the system get information from, from the caregivers into the system to, to tailor it uh, to suit the, the, the varying needs of, of their other family members that they are caring for. Uh, and by the same token, we do, do have, have tools in there for professional caregivers that uh, allow them to look after um, uh, more than one, uh, more than one uh, caree and the person being cared for remotely.
2: Right. Now, give me a, 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 a specific example, I either a, a derived from your own family experience or maybe from the experience of others where the technology has been used and it's adapted itself or been adapted to the needs of the family and the person who's receiving the care. Give us a, a, a sort of example without obviously disclosing who you're talking about. Give us an example, please
3: well let me talk about a uh, a young girl that that we we know of uh who's using monami uh, and she has been blind from birth and uh she uh, uses monami to in uh, to enhance her life and her family uses it uh, uh for more than than one, one reason but let's talk about uh, this girl first. uh because she is blind uh, she uh, to, to that point in time was before, before Monami came into her life, she was dependent up, upon somebody else telling her to to do things for, for somebody else to switch on her, her radio and, and start her, her talking books, uh, etc with Monami, uh, which is a, a portable device, she can sit, sit on her, her her own bed and initiate uh, initiate requests of of Monami, even as far as uh, switching on on the light. At scheduled times for for her seeing eye dog, so uh, for a family, it it was uh, uh, reminding them of of the various uh, med, uh, times to give uh, the girl the medicines, and for uh, being able to uh, uh, communicate with with uh, the rest of the family who are who are who are in the United States and other parts of of uh, Canada, so it became. Uh, a link between them and, and the rest of of the world, of their family which are spread across uh, spread across the, the world so monami has now become a, a central hub ar- around which their lives are moving
2: I've done um, an episode in fact I've done several about these dog guides that you're talking about and those are amazing stories but what i have very much like in what you've just been saying is the idea that the technology is the hub, and I hope this is right, the person with the vision challenges and the dog who's helping, helping out become sort of in, in, involved and relate themselves to this speaking, communicating hub. Uh, am I being too fanciful, or do you think that's Right.
3: Oh no, you're 100% right, Gordon. The uh, the best technology is transparent. If you've got to think about the technology, then it's not as useful. So uh, when when the technology, like the phone, for example, when, when you use a phone, you stop thinking about the phone the moment the connection has been made. After that, it just becomes a communication channel between yourself and the other other party. The the technology itself becomes transparent. Similarly, Monami. Uh, becomes transparent after a little while you don 't even know that it's uh, it 's there. It blends in, into the I was going to say woodwork but into the rest <laughs> of the, 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 uh, the architecture in the home and it becomes a uh, an integral part of it uh, we, uh, we have a monami in, in the kitchen which which is a uh, really a central meeting place where a lot of activity takes takes place and uh, my wife uh, uses uh, monami from from getting recipes to to having her schedules narrated out out to her from the time i uh, i get up in the morning to till the time I, I leave for office. monami keeps telling me different pieces of information from from uh, the appointments that i have for, for the day so i'm'm I'm rightly pressed for uh, to uh, other aspects like the news headlines uh, and uh, then also tells me that i've got to take my my pills which i do have to take a few so uh, it it keeps uh, reminding me of those as as well so for for somebody who uh, who is who's got to be let's say you know a simple thing like a toileting uh, it's easy to forget that and toileting is an important uh, aspect of of looking out after somebody who who has those needs and having that reminder pop on at at regular in, intervals is uh, makes the life easy on on the caregiver because they no longer have to think about it. The uh, as far as the person who's who's uh, undergoing the stress, that uh, re- relieves them of of the stress as well. So just a simple thing, a simple reminder, which becomes transparent because after a certain period of time, uh, when when Monami says, "Oh, you know, it's the toileting time," immediately. Uh, you say, "Oh yeah, I got to do that," and you stop what you're doing, and, and you go and, and you look after that. So you, you take the person who's un, uh, under stress, you remove their stress, and at the same time, you don't have to keep thinking about it. Oh, it's a time, it's a time.
2: So right. That, we're going to take the break in, in, in very very soon. So just a quick comment, and that is, I can see why it's called. You've called it mon ami, my friend, because it is like having a human being uh, prompting you with all the things you've got to remember and generally supporting you and also as you've said providing you with sort of stimulation and cheerful messages and things of that nature so very interesting concept of Mon Ami now we're going to take the break um, now because it is time you know we do have to pay the rent So. Uh, I'm going to just remind us all that this is Dr. Gordon Adler and my guest is Terry De Silva. You're listening to Family Caregivers Unite on the Voice America Variety Channel. Please stay tuned because we will definitely be back.
4: Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. Yeah! streaming live the leader in internet talk radio voiceamerica.com. Help,
1: you know I need someone Help. you are listening to family caregivers unite with dr. Gordon Atherley if you have any questions or comments about our program please address them by email to doc G at mymonami.com. that's doc letter G at my. M-O-N-A-M-I.com Now, back to Family Caregivers Unite.
2: Welcome back to our listeners to Family Caregivers Unite and our guest, Terry De Silva. Our topic is Information Technology for Family Caregivers. So now let's talk about how well the needs of family caregivers are understood by the information technology industry and healthcare. I mean, if I can just make one comment back to Terry... He and his company obviously understand these needs very well. My question is, what about the industry (laughs) and what about healthcare? So first of all, first question, Terry, how well does the information technology understand the ways information technology can help family caregivers, and what do you see as the main gaps in this understanding?
3: Well, thank you, uh, Gordon. Uh, that is a, a, a tough question it 's multifaceted first and foremost the information uh, industry information technology industry mostly focuses on 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 uh, let's say the, the kids for, for to bring them uh, computer games and toys uh, then for the yappies bringing them cell phones and and other goodies and they ignore uh, for most part uh, technologies that that would help. Uh, let's say, seniors or, or people with special needs uh, because, A, they do not have an understanding, B, they don't perceive uh, those to be, most of those companies are profit-driven and they don't see that the need to fulfill those. Although things are changing with, with uh, the baby boomers uh, c- uh, coming on online and, and the media playing that up, they they are slowly bec- becoming aware that the people with the deepest pockets are are the baby boomers, and and so uh, in reports that that I've read from Pricewaterhouse, Waterhouse et cetera, they uh, they are looking at at the, uh, looking at it, but mostly from a commercial angle. So from an information technology point of view, they, they are still driven by by old uh, maxims like oh, uh, what we've got to do is gather information from from the patient from uh, so what, what do they do? They produce uh, instruments like to measure blood, uh, blood pressure, temperature, uh, glucose levels, you know sugar, uh, etc. and then, then they have these ideas that that they're going to send it to the doctor. But doctors are too too busy. they, they already are, are stretched thin, and no doctor really would would, would want to, to get all this information and then, then, uh, and then analyze it on the spot in, in the midst of their work. So uh, the, uh, the, from my point of view, they are not looking after the, really the needs of the caregiver per se. Of course, we, we do need uh, instruments like the ones that we mentioned to to monitor, but at the end of the day, there are no real tools uh, for caregivers. Uh, let's talk about websites and social networking. Those are slowly becoming... Uh, Conduits—they are becoming conduits. They are are not tools uh, that were specifically designed for family caregivers, caregivers. but uh, things like Facebook, uh, Twitter, uh, uh, are really communication media where where people can share experiences and exchange ideas, you know, from any point in the globe. So, uh, it is unfortunate that that. The information industry does, is not uh, looking more at, at being able to support family caregivers
2: perfectly fair now let 's look it 's really the same question, but directed to the healthcare system. how well does it understand uh, the way in which information technology can or could help family caregivers and what do you see as the main gaps in healthcare 's understanding
3: good the, First and foremost, let's take a look at the whole healthcare system. The whole healthcare system is from uh, from a pictorial diagram, uh, a triangle. At the apex of the triangle is, is the government with with the funding sources. Below it are is the doctor and the and the quote uh, official the hospitals and and, and the nurses and, and medical pract- practitioners and pharmacists. At at the uh, bottom. Uh, of the strangle are the family caregivers, upon which all the rest of it uh, lie. For every minute that a doctor spends with a with patient, a family caregiver has, has to spend 10 to 20 hours, if not days. So um, the, uh, the the information technology people, they are – are looking at ways to, to solve the problem with doctors, you know, introducing new new devices in, in, into hospitals, which is a very good thing. However, they are, are leaving the the needs of, of the family caregiver at at the wayside because, A, uh, doctors express their needs with uh, dollars and cents and with, with precise way of, of saying, okay, I want to measure such and such, whereas family caregivers... Uh, because they've been thrown into a situation cannot express themselves uh, as eloquently. So what really ta- transpires is unless uh, there is uh, somebody in the organization uh, that is developing a, a product, unless they've had the experiences of a family caregiver, it is, uh, unless they've walked in those shoes, it is difficult to, to create products and and, uh, and bring them to to the market or, or for, for the needs of the people. Even in, in our case, Monami came about because we were thrown in, into uh, this, the family care, caregiving bed.
2: Right. Okay. Um, now, question. Whose job is it to get attention to these, what I'm going to call gaps in understanding that you've just mentioned? And once you've identified whose job it is, how can this job be successfully done? Sorry.
3: Well, Gordon, I'm, uh, first and foremost, I'm, I must say it is people like you who, who are leading the, the charge. Would, take a look at this radio show that, that you're doing, Family Caregivers Unite. I believe that it's the family caregivers who have to bring it to the attention of, of the governments and of the companies, uh, et cetera, that, that A, that there is a marketplace, and b that there is a need. What you have done through through Family Caregivers Unite is your spearheading uh, at least uh, a forum by, by which the family caregivers and, and other people can relate. And I, I think that, that an ex- as an extension thereof, what we really need to do is to have uh, a group that understands the needs of, of family caregivers, which I'm sure that you can data mine through, through, through the episodes that, that you, you have done and through your own experience uh, through your vast experience, in providing input to, to such an uh, organization, having uh, let's call it a council, a council for, for the unders- for the well-being of a the family caregiver and b the people that they are caring for, and uh, in that council, what what we really need to do is is, is uh, outline the the needs, possible solutions, and uh, have uh, Information with something like uh, power based TX, uh, what I wanted to to talk about there is when, when we were stuck with with uh, my son have, having methotrexate induced uh, brain damage, what the words them, themselves meant nothing when we googled it, we got thousands and thousands and thousands of hits. and and a lot of it was uh, non relevant there wasn 't a simple explanation of what. What the problem was um, uh, and uh, going back to uh, the database that you were involved with Gordon, uh, you had had the information done succinctly, clearly, and we didn't have to go go to to various uh, other sites, so that is the reason why I, I think that that uh, a system like PowerBase TX would be wonderful as part of, of the council's database so so that people can go to one site and, and get the relevant information with cross-references, of course, to, uh, to, to further research.
2: Terry, thanks for the plug. <laughs> Always welcome. And I like very much the idea of the council, and be warned, I may be getting back to you about that because I think <laughs> that's something we need to do. But just let me also say things that I've learned and didn't know about before I started this uh, this this radio show. Um, Many family caregivers get to the point that you got to, but in different ways. That is to say, they travel this road, this very tough road of family caregiving. Then, as it were, they got to a certain stage where they looked over their shoulder and saw people stepping out on the road for the first time, and then they would reach out, reach a hand out, to try to help them. But the hand, or what the hand contained, reflected their own experience, their own skills, their own knowledge, just in the way that your developments reflect your own skills, your own knowledge, your own experience. Now, that brings us to the technology, because a surprisingly large number of family caregivers who are giving back, have their own websites, Um, they um, are active in social networking. Now, not all of them, of course, but others volunteer. Others um, will do lobbying. Some of them get quite political. And some of them simply go out and do fundraising And the stories that I've heard on this show of the kind of efforts that family caregivers like that make to support others, whether it's through charities directly or by direct service to family caregivers, is um, something profoundly important. Now, we do have to take the break now. I was getting carried away because this is such a very important subject. So let's take the break now. This is Dr. Gordon Averley. My guest is Terry DeSilva. You're listening to Family Caregivers Unite on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stay tuned. We're coming back. Talk, talk, talk. That's all
4: we do is talk. Yeah! If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. It's all about action. Touchdown! Scores. Taking a look at the NBA tonight. Highlights. He's broken
1: loose. He's at the thirty
4: and headlines
1: big trade in the nfl this afternoon when you
4: are looking to talk sports look no further than the voice america sports network we bring you some of the biggest names and all the sports news you can handle whether it's basketball off the glass football come on golf racing or the olympics we've got you covered we'll even cover tailgating To the Voice America Sports Network. It's all things sports.
0: Is your sexual relationship satisfying? Do you have a nagging question about sex and you can't find the answer? Tune into Sex in Our Cities with hosts Donna Kane Francis and Robin Potter Kimball. Two advanced practice registered nurses are here to answer all of your questions about sex and relationships. Each issue will be presented in an objective, unbiased perspective designed to educate and empower you to make healthy decisions and bring about change in your life. Sex in Our Cities is broadcast live Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel.
4: Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com
1: You know I need someone. You are listening to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. If you have any questions or comments about our program, please address them by email to docg at mymonami.com. That's doc, letter G, at M-Y-M-O-N-A-M-I dot com. Now, back to Family Caregivers Unite.
2: Welcome back to our listeners to Family Caregivers Unite and our guest, Terry DeSilva. Our topic is information technology for family caregivers. Now, let's talk about, Terry, what you would like to see done to bring more help to family caregivers through information technology. Now, first of all, just briefly, let's talk about what you think governments can do. Um, how, how could they be more helpful than they are in bringing information technology help to family caregivers?
3: Well, first and foremost, uh, governments uh, get uh, interested in, in family caregivers only when it's political season, when it's time to vote. So, uh, but that goes with the territory. So one of the things that we have got to do is, is um, uh, we need to have a lobbying group for family caregivers, otherwise, uh, which is separate from, from the ones that the doctors and the healthcare systems uh, use. So uh, that would reflect, uh, uh, you know, let's call it the council. The council would, would, uh, would act on, on the behalf of, of, uh, of putting putting the issues that the family caregivers face to the government. And right now there are organizations like CARP, which is a sister organization of AARP, uh, which uh, lobbies the the government on behalf of seniors and behalf of of special uh, interests. Uh, So uh, that is a step in the right direction. One of the uh, other other things that, that the governments need to do is talk about funding when uh, when uh, funding time comes they go and and dedicate that f- funding to the hospital networks or what they perceive as, as the need with, without looking at at the, the really the needs of the uh, caregivers them, themselves or for for the people being being looked after
2: right now i'm going to put you on the spot I warned you about this, and I'm going to do it. Let's suppose you've got political aspirations. Let's also suppose that you're now in election mode on the political platform. So what are going to be the three chief points about getting more help for family caregivers from information technology, the three chief points that you want to get across to voters who are listening to you? Terry?
3: Well, the first one is uh, funding. uh, The funding... well, like in the UK system, let their family caregivers receive not just a tax break, but a, a, a decent, uh, a decent amount, because they are really doing the work that, that uh, governments do. Remember the triangle with, with the fa- family caregivers doing the brunt of the work, and uh, they are not being rewarded. So. Using information technology would would be one way of of disseminating the information ab- about and having uh, information technology as a forum by, by which the government would would interact with with the people so that would be one way but funding of, of that would would be the first the second would would be making it it viable for students to participate in the community by uh, like a buddy system uh, allowing students to, uh, to interact with, with the community through either a, through a social network or doing simple things like, like mowing the lawn of seniors or, or shoveling snow and in the process getting to know the, the people that, that they're interacting with. One of the big, one of the big concerns that, that uh, seniors and, and other people have is loneliness. And just have have having a young man or a young girl come to the door and chat for for some time could make the day and and take away some of the depression and and governments can stimulate that and and use again you know uh, blogs and and uh, forums by to, to share that that information and and to share the experiences of 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 the people so social networking becomes a very important thing and and the kids are are always on on their cell phones and and mobiles uh, chatting with, with other people, why not chat chat with the grandma? So uh, the next and most important thing is to make technology tools available to family caregivers by offering, uh, offering them, uh, say, uh, a rental plan or a leasing plan so, so that they become affordable for uh, the family caregivers. Or they, they could uh, take it off from uh, uh, their taxes so, or when, they, when they're not uh, not in the in the position to pay taxes, then then they, what they would offer is, is some type of, of plan that they can uh, pay a, over a period of time. So those would, those would be the things that, that I would uh, I would use to support family caregivers.
2: What you're talking about is then um, more and better money, because money is already already and always in short supply in healthcare. What you're also talking about is a kind of social networking, but it isn't at a distance. It's the real contact between the young young people in our communities and the people who uh, whose lives are perhaps close to the end, or who are um, experiencing some kind of uh, life-changing health care problem bringing those two people together, two sets of people together um, to make life better for the person with the health problem and also to give that kind of satisfaction to the young community that can be and is very real um, because it involves helping real people with real problems so that's the second one And then I think the third one is getting it all organized. And so I'm just going to make the comment back to you that this is something that I think that is feasible. I think there's sufficient awareness now based on uh, the enormous subsidy that both in the U.S. and Canada that family caregivers represent for the healthcare system. It's in the billions and billions of dollars. And when you take account of the amount of money That a family caregiver spends looking after the family, the amount of time that they 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 spend, time that they might otherwise have spent earning their living, earning the family's income, when you take all those factors into account, this is a huge issue. And okay, so if we politicise it by talking about it uh, in the way that you've done very delicately and very well, then I think the time has come to make some progress. Now. It, we've only a few seconds left, but I just want to ask you, Terry, um, I've made a little bit of an impassioned speech there. Do you, are you with me? Do you agree with the kind of things that I've just been saying? And if so, would you be willing to work together with people that, who are listening to us to get something going? What do you think?
3: I think it's a wonderful idea. I would like to add one more comment to Gordon, uh, very brief. The amount of money that the government would save from, uh, from having to build hospitals or, or warehouses for people, uh, that money saved could go back to the people because if a person is sick and is in the hospital, it's, it's going to cost them 20 to 100 times more than, than if they stay at home. And if they can keep them at, at, at home where, where, they re- where the people really want to be, that saving could be passed back. Uh, the family caregiver
2: and there's nothing that governments like more than to hear about saving now I'm afraid we're out of time so I want to say first of all thank you to our listeners please email us with your comments and questions I want to say a particular thank you to Terry for sharing with us not only his engineering and electronic expertise but also his experience and being so open with us about his, his own and his family's experience with family caregiving. So on both counts, I wish you, Terry, and your family and all of you, continued success. Now in our next episode, we'll talk more about helping family caregivers. Um, This is in our series of um, family caregiving in the various faith-based and culture-based communities. And our next episode is family caregiving in the Muslim community. So please join us, same spot on the Internet, same time. Look forward to seeing you, hearing you then.
3: Thank you, and best of luck to everybody.
2: Thank you.
1: Thank you again for joining us this week for Family Caregivers Unite with your host, Dr. Gordon Atherley. Please tune in again next Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. And until then, we hope our program will help make the coming week easier and more hopeful. And I do appreciate you being around.
0: Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com.